Welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. My name is Christine Grimmett, and we have an episode today uh, featuring our guest, Kelly Ross, and uh, hosted by Beth Diemer. She is our Director of Affiliate Services here at Heartbeat International. So I know this is a great episode. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about uh, pulling from resources that can help us be better leaders. Um, and this episode is sponsored by the Pregnancy Help Institute, which has three tracks, new director, leadership, and fundraising. So that is a place that pregnancy help movement leaders can go to get training. It's taking place the last week of July this year in Columbus, Ohio. So go to heartbeatservices.org to check out more on that. And with that, I want to turn things over to Beth. Thank you, Christine. Kelly, what a delight to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's a very smoky hot day here in uh, South Carolina. So glad that I could join you guys and uh, feel a little bit of those Columbus vibes coming my way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're sending them your way. Uh, I'm just real excited to talk this morning about sort of your journey in the pregnancy help community and get to know you a little bit more, understand more about how you view leadership, um, maybe inspire some other leaders uh, by your own story. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved? Well, you know, I don't think any young woman ever wakes up at five or 10 years old and says, wow, when I grow up, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to be the CEO or the executive director at a pregnancy help organization. I don't th- and maybe that should be the future's dream. Um, but it certainly wasn't a dream um, that I had growing up. I was an athlete. I always believed I would be in sports journalism or sports broadcasting. Um, but, you know, sometimes life doesn't work out as we intended it. Sometimes it actually works out much better than we intended it. And so um, after a year playing college basketball, um, it was in 1991. The first Gulf War was just kind of um, starting to, to brew up. And I thought, you know, I want my life to matter. I'm going to join the Army. And so I did that in July of 1991. I joined the U.S. Army and uh, became an X-ray tech uh, during my time in the military and um, loved the military, served there for eight years. And so much that I know about leadership, I learned in that environment, Um, just sometimes having good instincts and um, following your gut instinct, uh, those kind of things. I learned that in the military. And one of my favorite phrases that I tell every director I get the opportunity to sit down with or have coffee with is, you know, our goal as leaders, and this will kind of guide our conversation today, our goal as leaders should be far enough ahead of the people that we lead that they understand we're the leader, but not so far ahead that they mistake us as the enemy and begin to fire. And so it's this balance of back and forth with the people that we lead, listening to them, learning from them, teaching them, and while ourselves remaining teachable. So those were the the things that I learned during my military experience that I think have furthered my career. And uh, then when I got out of the military, I decided I would finish my college degree. So I went back to school. I got my bachelor's of science in medical imaging and a minor in healthcare admin. And I kind of thought I would spend the rest of my life in healthcare. Um, I kind of thought that I would probably end up leading a radiology department somewhere. Um, 
But God had other plans uh, through that whole journey of discovering who I was. Um, I ended up landing on a church staff kind of by accident. <laughs> Sometimes we just start volunteering somewhere and our hearts get connected. And um, that's where I landed. And so I was on a church staff for about eight years. Um, some of that is a volunteer and some of that is a paid staff member. And while I was on that church staff, um, the director of local pregnancy center called me for coffee and said, hey, I'd love to sit down with you. Would you like to have coffee? And I always say yes to that opportunity. Number one, I love coffee. Right. Uh, number two, I love people. And I'm always wanting to learn. And um, I is the town I grew up in, a very small town in South Carolina. And uh, to be honest with you, I had no clue. Um, while I loved Jesus and I was focused on my work at the church, um, I really did not understand what a pregnancy help organization was. I didn't even know we had one in our community. Like it was that far removed from who I was. And um, as I sat with this director, um, he began to talk to me about what they were doing and what they were trying to achieve and where they were going. And I thought, man, this is really excited. I'd love to be a part of this. I never said that, but I just was, you know, listening intently um, to the conversation. And then he said, we were wondering if you might be willing to serve on the board of directors here. And I thought, well, let me think about it. Cause you know, when you're on a church staff, you got so much going on, but we were always asking people to volunteer with us. So when somebody else comes and asks you to volunteer with them, it's like, oh, okay. And so I filled out this elaborate application, which I understand now to be completely intentional. And I asked this, you know, was asked the same question a bunch of times about being pro-life. And to be honest with you, I had never even thought, what does it mean to be pro-life? That just, I had really never known anybody to have an abortion. It wasn't in my circle, um, but it was certainly in my community. And I was intrigued by that. And after our conversation, after filling out that application and really putting in the prayer work, like how pro-life am I? What does it mean to be pro-life? And the more I prayed about it, the more I sought God and the more I looked at scripture I understood one thing, and it was only one thing that ever actually mattered for me, is that more than being pro-life, I was pro-Jesus. And it was obvious to me from the scripture that Jesus wasn't just for life. He was the creator of life. And it was my obligation uh, to be involved in this movement. And so um, at that time, that organization was really struggling. I didn't know that. You know, you show up to the first board meeting, you have your interview. Um, and then you find out <laughs> X marks the spot. And um, I think that um, it was very interesting that uh, God had so called me for such a time as this. And over the next eight, nine, 10 months, um, I became more involved. I became a financial partner. I went to events. I started hearing about the organization. And really, I was like, why don't more people know? Like we have the, the biggest obstacle that I could see for that pregnancy organization. And I think it's one that every community faces is why doesn't everybody know? Like this is, this is boots on the ground, real ministry, really broken people walking through your doors every moment of the day. Why don't more people know? 
And I just got really excited about what we were doing and thought, man, I can be a voice for this in our community. And in November of 2012, while sitting on that board of directors, uh, the director who had recruited me to be on the board sat down with us and laid out an incredible plan for the next year. I was very excited about where he was going. And then he said, and I'm resigning. (laughs) And I think there was kind of a little, maybe an audible gasp. And um, at the end of that meeting, uh, the board chair at that time, who became a mentor to me and a dear friend, he just looked at me and said, what are you doing with the rest of your life? And I'm like, uh, not this. <laughs> there's, there's no guarantees. You know, there's, there's, there's a million different things that could go wrong. And I just kind of let that sit. And I went home and talked to my husband about it. And my husband, who has very little to say because I'm the talker, he um, he said, so are you saying no to them or are you saying no to God? And I really had to pause again and really just spend some time in prayer. And a couple of weeks later, I called their board chair and I said, OK, our board chair, I said, I think I'd like to interview for this job if you're still interested. He actually thought I was calling to resign from the board because they had given me such a hard time that night. So it's interesting to see um, how all those things work out. And so that's how I got started in pregnancy help work. It was very um, it was not what I intended. Um, It you know, it I was not ready (laughs) to be the leader of a pregnancy help organization. But I love Jesus, and I felt like Jesus was calling me to that. And I thought, I'm going to figure this out. God's going to show me some things, and we're either going to become the biggest success in our community, or we're going to shut the doors. Like, it was a 50-50 shot here. And God, through his sovereignty and providence, he helped me. Um, I didn't do it on my own. And I went to our very first. Why? Why is it so important that we gather together and we learn from one another as leaders? Because I think sometimes as leaders, we feel like we've already learned or we already have the knowledge base. I was in a really scary place. I knew I didn't. I knew I didn't have the knowledge base. I knew I didn't have the skills to do this. And so I went to every meeting I could possibly get. And I went to our state association meeting for the first time. And the very first state association I went to, um, there was a representative from Heartbeat International. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's probably your boss. Um, and <laughs> Betty McDowell was there. And she was sharing uh, with our state association because Heartbeat was coming to Charleston that year. And uh, it was so funny. Um, And it it was just a divine meeting. And I went up to Betty at the end and I said, I don't know what I'm doing and I need to know more. And she invited me to Pregnancy Help Institute. And so long story short, um, as far as that part goes, I still have friends like from that very first new, I think it was called new director Oasis. Then I'm not sure if that's still the name of it today. No, we've, we've kind of updated that Kelly, because now we do pregnancy help Institute and we do several different tracks, right? And new directors is one of them, but we're also doing a development track and a leadership track, which I want to talk to you about. And I want to hear more of your story. I want to, I want to unpack a couple of things you said though, before we move on. I love your story. I love how God has worked in your life. And I love, um, you know, the word tells us that man makes his plan and God orders his steps, but it takes someone who's 
who allows that to happen right. for us to get into God's steps. And that certainly is your story. You know, right. you didn't intend, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard <laughs> this story from how many directors in so many places. This was not what I intended. In fact, I said, no. In fact, I ran away. In fact, I turned my phone off so they'd stop calling me, right? <laughs> um, but, but like you, through obedience and through listening uh, to that voice of the Holy Spirit, you know that you know that you know that this is right. what God put me on this earth for. And um, the obedience to that, the willingness to do that is what makes a great leader. It makes a great leader. Right. And, you know, so many of those people, Kelly, like you, I mean, you're, your education is certainly um, related to what we do being in right. healthcare and admin. But, you know, there are executive directors and CEOs that come out of very diverse backgrounds, have nothing to do with yes. pregnancy help. And yet they have this calling and it really makes all the difference in the world. Um, when God calls you, he calls you and then he provides everything you need in order to do the job he's called you to do, which is what I'm hearing as your story progresses, right? Yeah. You went to every meeting, you go to a meeting, there's somebody there from Heartbeat, you say, hey, here I am, help me. And uh, <laughs> then you get invited to Pregnancy Health Institute. So tell me about that. Tell me about your experience there. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that anytime you walk in the door, right, I was a very unfamiliar face in the pregnancy uh, center that I was leading. I'd been on the board, but our board was really more of a governing board. So I wasn't a daily face in the office. And I felt incredibly lonely. Um, I don't think that you can define the amount of loneliness that you can encounter when you're stepping into an organization that's already running down the tracks and um, it's kind of running without you and you're trying to figure out where you belong. And from the very first time uh, I went to a state meeting and attended Pregnancy Help Institute as a new director, um, man, I felt not so alone. And when you don't feel so alone, you don't feel so afraid. And I was like, man, these people are just like me. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing either. And it was really kind of, um, I would say that that's the thing that Heartbeat does better than anybody else. Uh, they create a safe space where you can be open and honest, uh, whether it's a seasoned leader who's looking to take that next step in their leadership adventure, or whether it's a new director. They create a, state, a safe space to be open and authentic and to actually let your guard down and to say, I'm scared <laughs> or I don't have the tools in my toolbox, you know, and it's throughout that week and it feels so much shorter than a week, but so much longer than a week at the same time. And I don't know if that makes sense because the, the relationships that I've made, I've actually gone through all three parts um, at the Pregnancy Health Institute and all three times that I've gone at different stages in my development what I recognized is that week felt very long, but it also felt very short. And the reason that it feels long is you pick up new relationships that you're able to maintain. And there are people I see at conference. I have two in particular that went, we went through new director together and we're still good friends. And all three of us are still leading pregnancy uh, organizations. Now I want to camp out there for a second, understanding <laughs> that this 
leading a pregnancy care insti- uh, organization is difficult. And a lot of people fall out along the journey, right? It's just so hard. There's spiritual warfare. Um, there's the political, there's all kinds of things always happening. And I just think it's interesting of this group that I went, three of us, here it is, what, that was 2013. And here we are in 2022. And not only are we still leading, we're still leading with passion. We're still attending conferences. We're still learning from one another. And so it's that kind of humility that's built into the coursework at PHI that really makes a huge difference. And I mean, I can't be more grateful uh, to Heartbeat, to the leadership there um, from Peg, now to Jarrell, um, just the uh, intentionality that you put into making better leaders and building better leaders is unbelievable. Wow, Kelly, you are just warming my heart. Um, <laughs> and hey, guys, I'm not being paid to say any of these things. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for making that announcement. <laughs> you know, um, I completely can understand where you're coming from. I mean, my, my background is, is as an executive director as well. And my first experience at Pregnancy Help Institute was as a mentoring director. I was asked to come and um, just share my experience with the new directors. And I did that. And uh, it, it was such a joy to do that. One of my goals in doing that, because I really didn't understand a lot about it, I actually got the phone call asking me to do it while I was on vacation. And I was at the pool and there was a steel drum band playing. I could hardly hear what uh, was being said, but I heard mentorship. I heard new directors. So my goal when I said yes was to just give what I had to give. And the idea of being real and authentic and Mm. not making it look also pretty tied up with a bow, because you're right. It's the most, I think, privileged calling in the world, but it's not easy, right? Yeah. It's, there's, there's some difficult things about it. I had a good friend that I entered into the, my ministry season with who worked for Child Evangelism Fellowship. And I used to say to her, you get to do Kool-Aid and flannel boards, and I deal with the spirit of life and death every day, right? <laughs> so I get that. Um, but the idea that Kelly, you're still here after all these years and your colleagues that you meet up with at conference are still here. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for your longevity and leadership. Talk to me about that a little bit more. Yeah, I think um, two things. The church where I was on staff, um, I had a pastor, our lead pastor. He's actually getting ready to retire in the coming year. And he used to say all the time, whether from the platform or in staff meetings, he would say, you can't call Jesus Lord and your next answer not be yes. (laughs) Right. Like we can't call him Lord. We can't worship him. And when he asks us to do something, we say a no. So for me, it's been about letting my when when I really feel that God's calling me to do something, I'm going to do it like there is no hesitation in it anymore. There used to be lots of hesitation because I didn't want to get it wrong. But now, I mean, I think the pregnancy help <laughs> uh, movement will um, burn out all of the distractions in your life. And you're very much more singularly focused on God and you can really hear from him much more clearly. So now when I feel him calling me to do something, I will not be sidetracked. I'm going to do it. Um, the second part of that. <laughs> Longevity is about not quitting. 
right? I mean, I have quit work on so many Fridays, <laughs> right? Um, our, our, the current office I work at, we're across the street from an abortion clinic. And, you know, a lot of crazy things happen when you're across the street from an abortion clinic. I mean, we've had staff members whose cars have been hit with hamburger meat. I mean, it's just, you just can't make it up, right? And so there's been so many Fridays that I've left feeling completely discouraged and thought it's not worth it. And then it takes one story. And a lot of times it's not even a story that comes out of the clinic, right? You might be going to share at a church and somebody comes up and they introduce to you their 13-year-old who's here only because your organization existed. And it goes back to Galatians 6, 9. Grow not weary in doing what's right. <laughs> Just we can't allow ourselves to get weary. And I'm telling you, PHI, Heartbeat Conference, those places, it's where you can go and surrender your weariness. I mean, I have to admit, I still go through seasons of feeling weary. That's why they give us vacation. I don't know if y'all know that, but like that's the purpose of vacation. It's not to check your emails or to get caught up on all the things you're behind in. Because what I've learned since 2013 is I can leave a stack of papers on my desk. I'll go on vacation for a week. And guess what? I come back. They're still there waiting on me. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and it's okay to call a timeout. So it's really about not quitting. It's about having a willingness to say yes. It's about <clears throat> being sensitive when God is trying to get you to surrender that weariness, whether it's through a story, whether it's through, um, I get so fired up when a director uh, that maybe I've mentored or kind of helped through the years when they'll call me and say, you remember how we prayed about having a $200,000 budget? I wanted to let you know that we surpassed that this year. And here's where, we at, where we're at. And, you know, but you have to constantly surrender that. It comes, weariness comes in waves. And you have to be humble enough to admit when you're weary having that outside group of people who's praying for you that nobody else knows about, that you could call them and say, oh, I'm weary. I need your prayers. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd say it's about those three things. It's about being always saying yes. Number two, never, ever, ever giving up and then having the humility to confess when you are weary to a people, a group of people that you trust. Wow. That's some rich stuff, Cal. Really rich. And, you know, I think part of the, the willingness and part of the surrender is being at that place where you say, I need help. Um, I'm not going to act like I know it all and, and reinvent the wheel, right? Um, right? And that's why I love what I get the privilege of doing at Heartbeat and providing resources and training and all of those sorts of things to our community um, because that's that's a great way to resource that weariness, right. resource that I need help and I don't know what I'm doing. That's and it fine. sounds like you have just mastered uh, that um, in taking advantage of those things, not only through training, but I'm sure resources, I'm sure colleagues, you know, You've right. mentioned the state meeting a few times. South Carolina is well organized in that way that you have coalitions and you have others that you can call on. And now, Kelly, you are one of those people. And I know you have people calling on you 
you know, how did you do that? Share with me, help me. What can you tell me? So, you know, let's. And let me, let me say this. I still, every day I wake up still. I mean, you can be in this thing forever and you still wake up every day and you still think you don't know what you're doing. And and you're mostly right there. Okay. (laughs) You still don't know what you're doing, but you still have that commitment to move forward and, you know, to look at it and say, what can I do? What can I do better today? How can I be better today? And it's having that one mindset, you know, of not quitting that really matters. And it breaks my heart when I see directors who leave because they're just overwhelmed because I know it doesn't have to be that way. And maybe there's out there somebody out there today who's listening and feels overwhelmed. I just want to encourage you right now. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. Um, you can certainly, they'll probably give you my information. You can email me or call me. Um, my, my staff says I'm the best pep talker that ever walked the planet Earth. I'll be glad to give you a pep talk um, or just take a risk and, you know, go to your board and say, I think I could really benefit from PHI. And, uh, you know, it's okay to have been in that director seat for three or four years and still feel like you don't need know what you're doing. Um, I, I Look, if they come up with another director track at Heartbeat, I'll be going, I'll be going through again. Okay. Right? If, if they had phase two leadership, if you decide to put out a phase two leadership, I will come back and I will do that because it has been so valuable for me um, over the years. And um, anyway, that's, here's, here's what PHI is, whether you go through new director, advancement, the nursing, or the, the advanced leadership track, here's what it is. It's a college course, okay? So this is a semester worth of college in a week, right? And you're paying about half of what you would invest in a college class, And you're getting it from a faith-based perspective, directly related to exactly what you're doing. It's nothing else. This is a professional leadership class. I'm a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. And I learned more at PHI than I did through John Maxwell. Wow. Wow. And And let me tell you why. I mean, John Maxwell, he's the leadership guru, right? Heartbeat is the pregnancy health guru. So if you're wanting to learn just solely about leadership, go visit John Maxwell. If you're wanting to learn about leadership inside the pregnancy help movement, go to where that person is who can help you. So, um, you know, a lot of my leadership philosophy comes from John Maxwell, but all of my pregnancy help, pregnancy care center leading comes from Heartbeat International. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at all these other things that you could possibly do, some of them very expensive, um, really think about PHI. Kelly, you're phenomenal. This has been such a joy just to dig a little deeper with you and hear more about your story. And I love your passion. I love your conviction. I love what God's done in your life. What a blessing. Yeah. You are. Hey, it's been cool. It's, uh, if I were to go home to Jesus tomorrow, it's a pretty cool story. Awesome. <laughs> Some of it's not, you know, appropriate for a podcast, so we will hold those things for another <laughs> yeah, day. Let's remind people again, we didn't pay you to say anything. No, else. no, this is all for free. Um, and uh, but, but seriously, if there are people out there who are struggling, just sometimes knowing that there's help makes all the difference in the world. And you and should you're part of that. You're part of that help, Kelly. So thanks yeah. for your inspiration this morning. Christine, yep. we'll turn it back over to you. 
Thank you, Kelly. Your story reminded me of um, Heartbeat did a, a day of prayer, devotional fasting yesterday, um, and and Betty McDowell led a devotion on resiliency, and that was the word of the day, resilience. And uh, we talked about how that applies in the pregnancy help movement, and that just reminded me there were so many connections there of how you found those things and those trainings and those people that helped you build. It was like. Uh, you know, those were the things in your toolbox that help you build resiliency. So uh, cool to bridge that gap. And maybe that gives people some food for thought here to think about what you can do to build that, that resiliency, that perseverance to keep going in the movement when it gets tough and what those things are that can help you along the way and those people. So if you're interested in Pregnancy Help Institute, the new director, the leadership and the fundraising track, um, they are at heartbeatservices.org right on the homepage. There's a big banner on more information and the registration page for that. Uh, So be sure to check that out. Uh, With that, I wish you a great rest of your day. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more episodes and share this with another leader friend of yours.